Bung Bung. Welcome to the potty is brought to you by Bung Bung Coffee, the best coffee in the world. It is a blend, it's a modern dark roast. It's a blend of uh, coffee beans from four of the best coffee countries in the world. We are talking Colombia, Brazil, Peru, and Honduras, all South American gold for your soul. There's nothing that can make you feel, act, improve, um, communicate better than Bung Bung Coffee. You're you're going to be on top of your game all day, every day. I, I know it sounds like I'm taking a little bit of time to think right now, but that's because I'm drinking beer. I'm not drinking Bung Bung Coffee, that that God's juice, that nectar that really turns on the you know the cerebellum, the the frontal cortex, the prefrontal cortex. You know the the medulla oblongata. You know, and these are words that I wouldn't have been able to access if I didn't have a bung bung coffee this morning. So if you want to really switch on your mind, take control of your life, take control of the inner workings of your brain, that gray matter, get on that bung bung coffee. All you got to do is go to bungbungcoffee.com, enter promo code POTTY, that's P-O-D-D-Y, for 15% off all orders. That's 15% off all orders just for being welcome to the potty listener. Bungbungcoffee.com. Dot com that's b-u-n-g b-u-n-g coffee.com go there now um to support the show you can also go to welcome to the potty.com buy some merch it's all the best merch ever uh you know there's some comedy merch on the way i'm not really sure what to do with it i haven't got a claymcmath.com yet please don't buy that and rob me but um, I haven't got that domain yet, so I'm thinking, I don't know. I've got to figure out what I'm going to... At the moment, I'm thinking I'm going to put the comedy merch on the podcast website until I decide what to do about the comedy website. And I've got some new comedy merch. I've got socks. I've got t-shirts. It's unreal shit. Get there. Oh, I wasn't supposed to swear this episode. All right. Welcome to the party dot com to support the show make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend about the welcome to the potty podcast that is the easiest way to support costs you nothing it costs you nothing it costs you nothing not even time it takes two seconds to hit that share button hit that like button leave a comment tell a friend to tell a friend two seconds zero dollars please grow this podcast let's start the show welcome to welcome to the party best show on the internet ask anybody you know it's easy money, sit back, relax, get your headphones, everybody. Welcome to Welcome to the Party, blackout in the booth, every episode's a party. We go hard like Ricky Bobby, tell a friend to tell a friend, this is Welcome to the Party. Welcome to the Party, bung bung, it's your man Claytron, aka the Big Boss Man, aka the Clumsy Jeweler, because I'm always dropping gems, aka the Milkman, because I always deliver, aka the PhD of podcasting, the Magnum PI podcast, and the Captain, the, um... The, I'd say the Giannis unto the Kumpo this shit because I'm loyal and I don't need no help. <laughs> it's been trade deadline. We're going to get to that momentarily. Um, we've we've switched up the setup. If you're watching on YouTube, I like it much better now. Uh, we need to get some new curtains. Those are disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. Board man's back. What's up? Mm, good to be back. Good to have you back. Well, you were, I mean, you were on the last episode. The recording failed. Yeah. So I had to re-record solo. So um, it's actually not as long as it seems for me. 
but yeah. for the no, it seems like it's been a while for me yeah. anyway. Um, shit, I don't even know. I don't even really know where to start because it's been so long. Let's start with you. Where where have you been? You've been away recently. I'll tell you one thing that shocked me. What's that? I forgot. I I literally forgot what the intro to the Welcome to the Potty podcast sounded like. Yeah, me too. That threw me off. That threw me the fuck (laughs) off. I liked it. Yeah. Um, I couldn't believe that I remembered all my monikers so easily. It's like it's like sneezing. It's involuntary. It just it just comes out. That's it. Um, so that was nice. That was nice. It's it's good to be back. I love I love it. Um, feel like I'm not on camera all the way, but that's all right. We'll I'll just <coughs> scooch in. Um, yeah, man. I think I think I've talked. I don't, I don't know if it was an episode you were on or not, because it was in the new year. I said my um, New Year's resolution was to do 50 push-ups a day. How's that going? It's not good. It's not good. You getting fifty a week in? I'm getting more than fifty a week. All right, well, I'm getting less than fifty a day. Yeah, right. What what are we talking? I'm talking when I'm not in Adelaide, I'm getting around zero a day. Okay. I think I was I was gone for ten days and I think one day I did one set of twenty. I am roughly fifteen hundred behind. So now I'm trying to inch my way back by doing like 60 a day for the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, with the amount of days left, that should still leave me in front at the end of the year. Yeah. Um, hey, that's that's still better than no push-ups. So. Yeah. yeah. So I've done 60 today and there's still time left. I could, you know, I could bang out five more and that's just... It's inching. I can't see it happening tonight. How do you eat an elephant? Fuck knows. One bite at a time. No swearing. No, I already swore. (laughs) I already swore in the the um effing fucking (laughs) uh, ads. I already swore in the ads. Ruined it. I I think the algorithm is um dodging us. And this is a YouTube. Yeah, YouTube algo is dodging us because um for a period there. We were getting like you know between four and six hundred views, and it's like for for some reason we're, we're getting like thirty views on videos now. So okay. I think it's my party mouth. Um, I welcome to the party mouth. Yeah, but um, what's been happening? Not much. Yeah, not much at all, man. No, um, you're the Giannis of podcasts, and I'm you Donis Haslam in the same place doing fuck all for years. <laughs> <laughs> Just taking up roster spots. Yeah, that's it. Nah, just, yeah, nothing interesting, man. Just work. Yeah. A few dinners and whatnot on weekends. But no, it's been good having some quiet weekends. What kind, what, when you go out for dinner, what's your, what's your go-to? Um, if it was up to you, if it's your choice, what kind of, what kind of food are you after? I love pizza, mm-hmm. but also like, never go wrong with the pad tie. Mm, love a pad thai, love pizza. Um, Just a schnitty at the pub. Yeah. So yep. that's probably my three go-tos. Are you into the um, the Italian-style pizza or are you, do you like a pizza bar pizza? Either or. Mm-hmm. Either or. I know some people won't touch pizza bar pizzas. Dude, one, there's way more flavour on them and two, they're way cheaper. They're way cheaper with more on them than 
the other ones. Yeah. Dude. I don't know. I get both sides of the argument, though. Some of these Italian ones with, like, three ingredients, they just... It's so simple, but they just nail it. Yeah, but, like... Less is more sometimes. It is. I, I agree. Dude, I, I make a mean cheeseburger. Homemade cheeseburger. Rachel likes to make veggie burgers... And she puts the whole refrigerator in there. There is whatever's in the fridge, it's going in there. It's like an ice cream sandwich. It's fucking got everything. Um, me, meat, cheese, pickle, sauce, game over. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, where's the tomato? Not here. Where's the lettuce? Not here. Where's the beetroot? Not here. Where's the egg? Not here. Fucking eat this. Trust me. It's going to be lit. Sometimes you can substitute... The pickle with jalapeno, if you want a bit of spice. Not that adventurous with the spice. Yeah, but you don't put them both on. You choose one. And that's how, so less, yeah, I get less is more. Um, but also, when I'm doing less is more at home, it costs me less. So when I buy less is more, I actually want it to cost me less. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Tell me that it takes longer for them to make a pizza that requires less. I can't justify it. I'm not paying, I shouldn't be paying more for materials or labor. So what am I paying more for? Quality? That's subjective because I don't actually mind having more on my pizza. I like a pizza by pizza. And if I want less on, I'll just get a margarita. Hey, I'm not arguing, man. I like both. Yeah, me too. I do love them both. I don't love the price of both. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Um, me, dude. After that, oh, trying to remember. I think I might have recapped the gig last time because when we recorded, when we recorded, it didn't work. I gig that night, but I think I recorded the next day. Yeah, that's so I must right. have gone over that, but. I'll just say one more time. At that time, I thought that might have been one of my best gigs to date. I was feeling myself. Yeah, crowd getting around it. Getting crowd got after it. I had a little crowd work, which I posted on uh, Instagram. I don't usually post anything on Instagram because I'm mad self-conscious. And I also, I don't do a lot of crowd work and I don't want to burn my material. So I just don't post fuck all. Um, yeah, there's so many swear words. We're done. Uh, <laughs> and get when and we, we leave it rough, rugged, and raw. We're not going back and bleeping them. F that. Um. So yeah, that was a good gig. Then that week at work, bro, because I was still. We had a late night that Friday night. I was still a bit tired at work. Get out of the car, park around the corner on the street, because um we got tight spaces at my work. I don't trust nobody in the tight space. I've had my car repaired so many times. So I, I park on the street, walk, and I see, you know, it's early morning. I usually arrive to work quite early, so I see people out still for their morning runs. And you can tell when you watch someone doing a morning run that was never an athlete and they got into running like later in life. What, just like arms all over the place? Looking wild, bro. I yeah. saw this woman running and she looked, she looked, she looked like she was... Doggy paddling. Yeah, joggy paddling, bro. Shit, that's a new one. (laughs) Yeah, dude, it was nuts. I was like, how thick is the air down here? If we got to stroke through it. 
It was looking nuts and it got, yeah, it got me thinking like, I know, I know exercise is important for heart health, mental health, overall well-being. But if you're, if you're like super unco, you've never done sports, wouldn't you maybe choose a bike over a run? Yeah. Or is a bike harder? Oh, I mean, is there probably more chance getting hit by a car? I'd keep a few people that, it, like, if you can't run properly, what makes you think you can ride a bike properly? That's true. You don't need to use your arms on a bike. You ride in no hands. Well, you don't need, like, you don't need to um, have, like, a coordinated left arm, right foot, right arm, left foot type of shit. Yeah. I actually get really conscious about this, and I didn't realise it till recently, but I um, took the dog down to the oval and let him off the lead, and we were just running around. And I was like, do I look fucking nuts? Like, do my arms just look really unco? I've never thought about that before. I think I was overthinking it. Yeah. And once you overthink it, yeah. you probably overdo it. Yeah, and then I, in my mind, I was just running like the way you described it before, jogging paddling. I just looked crazy in my head, yeah. so I just stopped and started walking again. Yeah, and then once you start thinking about it and you start trying mad hard, you start looking like Tom Cruise. Which movie? Or just in general? Every, dude, name a movie. I guarantee he was running in it. He's the, um, Bro, he's got miles on those legs, bro. He'd be running. I'm just trying to remember the last movie I saw him in. Probably The Last Samurai. That long ago? I watched it kind of recently. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You Did you, did you see Top Gun Maverick? No, I haven't seen it yet. <sighs> we're going to do... It, I don't know if we're doing close reviews today or not, but we're going to talk about Top Gun Maverick, bro. Okay. God! Well, I need to see it. Now, dude. Let's pause the podcast, <laughs> watch it, come back. No, it's flames, bro. I loved it. Loved is it. That, um, is that up on DSPs yet or not? Yeah, what did I watch it on? Binge, I think. Okay. Yeah. It's also on Qantas. <laughs> if you got a long yeah. flight, it's on Qantas. Yeah. Um, speaking of, so I did that gig. The next weekend I was in Melbourne for a very close friend's wedding, which I emceed. Kind of bombed. Kind of bombed, bro. Fill me in. So I did what they asked. They specifically asked me to roast everybody. Not like everybody, but like the bridal party, the groomsmen and the yeah. bridesmaids. And, you know, I roasted and did the, maybe I didn't, maybe I didn't, uh, you know, I've never, I've never emceed and I'm not, I've never actually been in like a roast battle or a roast in general. And some of these people you didn't know? Or you didn't 80, do well? 85% of them I've never right. met before. Okay. Um, I didn't go too hard. You know, I didn't I didn't do too much personal stuff. Um, some of it went fine. And <laughs> on the very last joke, knowing the couple well, I thought I could get away with saying the C word. Crickets. brutal man it was brutal out I, I was out there i was all alone in a field how do you recover from that i just i laughed <laughs> i laughed and said okay let's all have a good night everybody yeah. well, that kind of yeah, shit and probably what we can do i sat down in the corner sulking for about an hour before i had what, any fun um, what was the context 
Oh, it was a COVID joke because one of the one of the groomsmen moved to Queensland during COVID. Um, and I said, was it, were you running from the virus or the vaccine? And then I just, oh, mate, I did this joke. I'm not going to repeat Like, I'm not going to repeat it because I'm not going to deliver it yeah. properly and it's going to bomb on the well, show. Like, did, did you call him one or just... No, no. I, I said, while I... Um, something about me standing up here acting like a cunt. Right. Um, <laughs> and it got nothing. And the thing is that I've been to weddings where, like, you know, best man speeches... Um, best men can get a bit loose with the, with the speeches. Talk, tell a story about... Uh, you know, embarrassing story, and then and then like like mate, this cunt was crackers. You know, like yeah. Um, I've seen that. I've seen that. So I just figured like, oh, you, maybe I can get away with it. Think MCing, you got to be PG. Maybe there was no children either. By the way, I did scope the room before I decided to do this joke. Um, yeah, just didn't go well. That didn't go. I think the rest went decent. Semi decent. I was a bit, yeah. I felt like I let him down a bit, but like you also don't want to make it about yourself and then like go and like apologize to him. So I just didn't say anything because I didn't want to like make it about me. Yeah, okay. you know, it's their wedding. Um, so if they are listening and if they are mad at me or whatever, like I am, I I was disappointed with what I did and I'm sorry, but I hope you liked it. I tried to do my best for you guys, but I think yeah. Apart from saying cunt, it um. The rest of it was pretty good. So, so you had like more responsibilities after this? No, pretty much. Oh, afterwards, yeah. I had to, Um, we had a break for like an hour and then I had to introduce all of the speakers, which was like four. Yeah, okay. So I just go up, first speaker, go back up, round of applause for so-and-so. All right, now round of applause for whoever's coming up. Yeah. And then... um. It got to, then it was first dance. We boogied for about five hours. About five hours and 50 drinks. Sounds fun. Yeah, I saw some pics that a few of the boys posted from that night. Yeah, it was really fun. Really fun. Really good squad was there. Yeah. Would you MC again? Um, Friends only, I think. Uh, Even, yeah, getting paid for it. I just, uh, it's not... It's not the funnest gig in the world. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, but doing it for friends is like it's cool because you're you're a part of their day, um, and like um, with the the friend that it was, I didn't know a lot of people. So maybe with another friend where I know much more people, and they know me, they would understand me a bit better, and I'd probably do better. Um, in saying that. I think I did do pretty well apart from the, the, the cunt joke, which happened to be right at the end. So I left on nothing, which which really hurts. That crushes the soul. Um, and if I was at a, like, if I was at a comedy gig, I would have told another joke. Yeah. But at a wedding... Not the setting. It's like, <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to do five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but no, nah, it was so much fun. So much fun. Um they the way they set the night up was really really cool like so low key the um uh, ceremony was quite quick um and casual not not religious or anything like that um 
the dude, I've seen celebrants really make weddings about themselves before. Yeah, I've been at a few of those too. Yeah, and this celebrant um, managed to stay out stay out of it. She, you know, she read her stuff and she had all the, the jokes and all of that 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 she had got from meeting with the bride and groom, and that was great. Uh, she did a great job. Um, everyone, all everyone that spoke did a wonderful job other than m- myself. <laughs> um, and I was on like gin and soda all night, got home two in the morning and no hangover. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's the go-to drink. Do you find that you don't get as drunk though? I did not feel that drunk. Yeah. I was talking about this with Hannah last night, how you just don't really get drunk off gin and sodas. What's that about? I don't know. I don't know what it is. Because I do like to get drunk. Yeah, I don't know. They're just Unless you're like trying to get drunk on them and smashing them down, I just I don't think you can just sit on them and... Should have started ordering level. doubles. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, but that was... Um, that's not a bad thing though. It's great waking up without a hangover. Yeah, and no blackouts Yeah, as well. Completely, yeah. Past that stage in life, so... Yeah, yeah. Oh, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that was that was a great weekend. Four days: Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. In Melbourne, left Monday to go to Perth, Fremantle for Fringe World Perth. Um, now Fremantle, it's hard to it's hard to explain because not everyone that listens to the show is from Adelaide. For the Adelaide listeners, it's very much like Port Adelaide. Okay, as in like. The, just the feel down the vibe or the, the, the distance from Perth itself? Maybe further. Okay. Oh, I've never been there either. It's about 25 curious. minutes from Perth City. All right, that's, yeah, decent drive. Yeah, and architecturally it's very similar, like those old, like, really nice sort of... Historic sort of port city. Yeah, yeah. Um, and socioeconomically quite similar the lower end okay um but worse off than port adelaide in terms of like there is home like homeless on every street like just sitting down and yelling at you not pleasant um various parts of Fremantle as well like once we knew like the first day i think or second day um we got in. We bumped into the wrong sort of side of town, and it got a bit ugly. Um, but well, yeah. Once you sort of understand, it's not too bad. But like, yeah, there's lots of homeless like yelling at you for cash and starting conversations with you and speaking. I don't know what language. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and they don't seem like refugees. Oh, fucking hate that. Yeah. Um, there was like, yeah, there was times like there was one guy. Just yeah, just like yelling at us, and um, Rachel's like, "Oh, we'll go in. We'll go into this cafe up here." I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, it's fine. We'll go in." We went into the cafe. We didn't buy anything. Like it was just like refuge. Um, and then the guy like kept walking. We came back out, and Rachel's like, "Oh, what? What if he like attacked us?" I was like, "I would have dropped the cunt." Yeah, you just just don't want it to come to that when you got a little one with you. Yeah, that's it. But I'm just like, I'm not let like, 
I'm, I'll give him a warning, like, similar to Charlie Murphy. You motherfuckers take one more step, I'm kicking this nigga out the motherfucking window. Yeah. I would have been like, like, you get to a certain distance from my kid and I'm just going to have to fuck you up. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah. Um, so, that, yeah, we got it. We escaped that situation. Uh, didn't go back to that side of the city again. But it is nice. It's like a nice place. It is. It is. It's, you know how they're like gentrifying Port Adelaide? Yeah. It's like, it's like a couple of steps further in the gentrification process, I think. But they, they just must have like a higher um, population. So the homeless is like more visible. More visible, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so I had a few, I had a couple gigs leading up to my shows. Um, murdered, both of them. Feeling myself. These were like organised gigs or yeah. stand up? Organise, like organise. Oh, sorry, open mic. Not open mic, but just like, um, like I was booked on them yeah. like months out. Um, murdered them. So I've had I've had this show in the Barossa where I killed wedding trash, but wedding like weddings not stand up. You're different. And then these two gigs, confidence is back up. I'm feeling it. I've got my gig the next day. As soon as I kind of realise like. Is you're doing an hour tomorrow. I start to panic a bit. Go over my show. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got it. All right, blah, blah, blah. I get to my, I get to my gig, bro. And I'm looking at, I'm looking at the sales breakdown. I've only sold 13 tickets. My venue's a hundred seat venue. Yeah, okay. Ended up getting to 16 sales. I only counted 15 people walking, but. I was like, someone might have come late. I've got the spotlight in my face. Like, I can't see um, for the rest of the show once I'm up there. But, dude, the people that are walking in are all like s- retirees. 65-year-old women. Yeah, okay. Not your demographic. <laughs> Not yeah. my demo, bro. And, dude, I'm, I'm peeking out when my playlist plays. My playlist is I think it goes Rich Flex, One Mic, Ain't It Funny. And in Rich Flex, well, in all those songs, it says the N-word many times. But in Rich Flex, it says it enough and is probably the clearest. And I'm just, look, I'm looking out and these and people are already shaking their heads. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna eat it tonight, right? Rough. And like, I got, I, I didn't phone it in. Like, I still gave it what I, I gave it everything I had. Like, I didn't just go up there and be like, fuck, these cunts are gonna hate me. I'm just gonna no, half ass. Yeah. I went out there and fucking fed these cunts and got nothing for one hour. Got fuck, nothing, that's, bro. Yeah, that's rough, dude. Old friend from high school was there, yep. Brad Keller. Yep. Um, that eased the blow a little bit because I wasn't in myself after the show. Like he came, he helped me like pack up, took me out for a drink. We were chatting, so I was able to like not not just stewing it. Yeah, away. yeah, for probably like two hours, and then 
he took me home. And as soon as I opened the door of the Airbnb, I just started dripping sweat, bro. Just panic. Oh, can we pause here? Not not pause the show, but like oh, pause yeah. this story. Rewind to Melbourne. Yep. The day of the wedding, which was a Saturday, I wake up early, take Kenny for a walk, blah, blah, blah. Kenny goes back to sleep in bed with Rach. I go outside with my laptop and I start going over my show. And I'm just reading my notes and sort of saying my jokes. I wasn't really performing it into the microphone. But when I got through my notes, I was at 36 minutes. Okay. And I was like, well, in one week, I have to perform one hour. Why did that only take me 36 minutes? But it was obviously because I was like reading and not like... Not waiting for reactions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... You know, and I, I said that to myself, but I guess it planted a seed in me and probably three hours later, I had a fucking full-blown panic attack, bro. Day of the wedding that I've got to like be on mic that day. For Like, uh, Rach, Rach had a friend actually come over. We were staying with Rachel's auntie and uncle and... One of her friends come over. We like sort of say hi, have a cup of tea, blah, blah, blah. They go outside and Rachel's like showing her the garden. And she's like, oh, Clay, come outside. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm sitting down like at a table about this size. And I get up. Dude, I felt, it felt like I was having a heart attack. Like my test, my chest tightened up. My vision went blurry. And I like put my hands behind my head to try and like open my chest up. And I just started fucking bawling crying bro yeah fuck and rach like came i was like i need to water, like go get me a water i went to bed laid down in bed and like started fucking like howling into my pillow meltdown bro yeah right Abs- like first no no probably like oh probably one a year for the last how old am I? 32. Probably last eight years or something. Okay. Just, yeah, I don't have them all the time. I get I get anxious often, but not to the point of having a panic yeah, attack. That sounds full on, but like since it's happened before, you've got an idea of how to just steady the water. Yeah, yeah. So it. I was just like, get me a water, talk to me. Like, let's just yeah. like, don't talk about this. Just talk. Let's just talk. Um, It was probably the shortest one. Like she really helped me. She was like making jokes and shit and like, once I started laughing, I sort of came out of it. So it was probably the shortest one I've had. I had one last year, about the same time of year as right before um, Adelaide Fringe. Fringe yeah. And I was at home, like Rachel's working. I was at home by myself and I, I, it lasted pretty much a full day. Fucking nightmare shit, bro. And um, <laughs> there's this comedian, Joe List, who's got it on one of his old albums. He's got this joke about having an anxiety disorder. And he says, uh, yeah, one of, yeah, my friend just doesn't get it. He goes, uh, oh, yeah, you get panic attacks? Well, what's, what is that? You, you feel like you just feel like you're going to die? He's like, yeah, I just feel like I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, we just lost a little bit of the recording, but yeah, panic attack that day. Um, yeah, uh, we went out for like a pre, pre-wedding pre drink with uh, with some mates. 
and um, I'd like one, I'd, I'd like nectar beer. I went. I, I still was feeling pretty fucked up. I went to the um to the bathroom, like splashing water on my face and shit. And I was just like, I can't be in here right now. I'll see you guys at the wedding. And I left, and I went. I went to the venue to just like familiarize myself with the space and stuff. And I still was feeling a bit fucked up. Had a couple more beers, like probably had a bit of adrenaline going. So I didn't. I didn't even feel tipsy or anything. And then I didn't want to have any more beers because I didn't want to get drunk. But Made it through, made it through the night. Um, fast forward back, Brad drops me off at the Airbnb. Just fucking, yeah, I just start sweating, bro. Like, fuck, what just happened? I just ate dicks. And I'm like, I sit, I sit down, I'm like, how did all of these old cunts find me? And why, like, why wasn't it just five and the rest were young, you know? What, yeah. How did this happen? And I'm just like, well, you know, and I, I was I was aware enough to be like, you know, it's a bad roll of the dice with the demo that showed up. I'm telling myself, I'm telling myself this in in the Airbnb, in bed, Rach, you know, Rach and Kenny are fast asleep. At this day. I didn't get home till like midnight or whatever. And I, I'm just, I'm struggling to sleep, all that. Next day, I get up early because Rachel's had a tough night with Kenny, so I take him for a walk and stuff, get back. I'm like, you need, you need to look after Kenny. And I, I, I was like in bed for the rest of the day, like just depressed, literally like lost all belief in myself and my material. I was like, I'm shit. That's why they didn't laugh. Like I was like, I, I have done this material over and over and over for a year. And been fine. And I'd had one shit night and I was just like, you suck. Your parents hate you. You're not funny. Your dick looks funny. (laughs) (laughs) Your dick's funnier than your jokes are. Um, And yeah, I I don't know. I had a chat to a friend of the show, Steve. He sort of um, amped me up a bit, helped me out with some marketing. And we, we got up to 30 tickets sold for the Saturday night, which still... Still kind of sucks in a hundred seat venue, but um, younger audience. Yep. Here's the fucking weird thing though. We got eight thousand clicks in two days on this ad. Seventy percent of the clicks were male, and I reckon seventy percent of my audience on the Saturday were female. Yeah, right. I don't get. I don't know how. I don't know. I don't know how it's working or if girls are borrowing their boyfriend's phones or, and shit while, and doing the clicking. I don't know. But all chicks rocked up. And I'm thinking, again, I'm just like, oh, my God, these bitches are going to hate yeah. me. <laughs> Once again, not quite your target demo. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say... Closer. Yeah, I wouldn't say I am misogynistic nah. in my jokes. I've got one joke... I got one joke which is like borderline, but it is you know, if you've got a sense of humor, I, I mean, it's a joke. I wrote the joke because I think it's funny. So comedy. Um, there's yeah, is borderline. I wouldn't call it misogynistic. It it says the word pussy in it, and it talking oh. about a vagina. That's right. Um, pussy. It's one of those like things where like if I said vagina, it wouldn't. It definitely wouldn't be funny. Like yeah, I have to go. Have to go same. with pussy. So. Anyway, um, I'm like, so I'm start. I'm like watching these people come in. I'm like, fucking hell, what has happened here? 
something takes over my body, snaps me out of the depression, probably just the adrenaline. I get on stage. The fucking light shines in my face and I turn it on and I fucking bury these cunts. It's back. The emotional roller coaster I went on in Perth, bro. This was quite honestly maybe the best show I've ever done in a less than half field room. 30 out of 100 people were there. Best show I've ever done, I think. Fuck yeah, that's quite the turnaround in 24 hours. Yeah, it? could be recency recency bias. Maybe I don't remember the the very best show I've had. But that, yeah. No, I I don't just, like, I don't just come out of every gig I do fucking patting myself on the back. Like, so I'm usually, I'm pretty honest with it. I'll say that as well about my bad shows, like, because... Yeah, you're pretty harsh on yourself. People will often be like, oh, no, nah, you're just your own worst critic. I'm sure it wasn't that bad. And it's like, yeah, well, like, I can pat myself on the back when when I think I deserve it, you know? And, yeah, I fucking bodied that shit. Fuck yeah, dude. That's yeah. sick. No, I'm happy for you, man. So that was good. It was good to, like, not be on the plane on the on the flight home, like, wanting to jump out of the emergency it's, exit. It's probably best that it went in that order. If yeah. you're going to have a shit night, it's best to just get it out of the way and leave it on a high note. Yeah. Which, yeah. Yeah. That's good. So, yeah, that's that's that really... I don't know. Hold on. What did I have anything else in here? No, that yeah. So, so apart from that, apart from all the homeless people in Fremantle and the shows, do you guys get up to anything else in Perth or not? Nah, we just jumped on broadsheet and like, like went to like the the best restaurants and shit. Okay, really. That's I mean that's we love our food, so that's pretty much what we did. And it's just, restaurants is an easy place to go with kids as well. Yeah, sure. It's hard with um. I didn't know that you could. You're in Australia. You're actually allowed to get in a taxi with a kid and have your kids sit on your lap. Yeah, right. Not an Uber though. You're not allowed to do it with Uber. That's nuts. Yeah. What's What's the difference whether you're driving your own car and just having a kid sit on your lap? Taxis must have a different type of insurance or something. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Um, I guess because Ubers are just people. Yeah, but taxi drivers are just people. But it's a taxi, like taxis are businesses with public liability insurance. Yeah. I don't know whether you need public liability insurance as an Uber driver. Probably You probably only need your car insurance. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought the whole seatbelt thing was more to do with just the safety of the child more than insurances. But yeah. anyway, that's, that's another story. Well, I guess it would really like for low income household, like it's, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think we're a low income household. I think we're a pretty decent income household. It is hard to get by with a kid. So with a low income household, like if you yeah, if you don't if you can't afford a car, what the fuck do you do? You know? Yeah, true. So there has to I guess there has to be something there has to be some type of rule bend somewhere where you can go somewhere with your kid. Yeah. Other than catching a bus. Bus or a train. Yeah. Like that, yeah. Especially like if you've got to get groceries, like it's pretty hard to walk to a bus stop, go wherever you got to go, and then walk five blocks to the nearest fucking grocery store, walk back, bring all that shit onto the bus, and all mm. that, you know? Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I think they should they should probably open that up to to Ubers in this day and age. But again, then Uber probably would have to require public liability insurances from every driver they've got if it's if that's essentially self employment. Well, you <laughs> you got to take out like I don't know a several million dollar insurance policy to drive people. Yeah, yeah. So like a taxi company can easily afford that. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I get what you're saying with that. It's just I always just thought seat belts and child seats were just the the safety thing more than me too. And like more I, than insurance. The only reason, um, like this trip cost me a fucking arm and a leg, and I'm just like fuck. Is there a train from the airport to Frio? Yes, there is. Then what from the from the train station? Can we like can we walk to our Airbnb? Blah blah. blah. I'm trying to figure it all out, and it was looking really difficult. I'm like, fuck, we're gonna have to get there's there's this company called Family Cat or Family Taxi or something like that, and they've got baby seats. We used them in Brisbane. Yeah, costs a shit ton, like a twenty dollar taxi ride costs eight. It's like four times yeah, okay. as much, just because they got a baby seat. Uh. Yeah, and you've got to book. You can't just like call them up. You got to book in advance as well. So like, we couldn't just be like, mm, "We want to go to the beach today. Let's call Family Cap." Like that's that's not how it works, because right. they are they're not a they're a business, but they're not like they don't have like a depot. It's essentially Uber. So you you book it with Family Cab, and then they they've got drivers who are just like people like me with a baby seat that have signed up to this thing. And like, can you go to this place at three p.m. tomorrow? And they're like, "Yeah, I can do that." Yeah. Okay. So it's they're not just like patrolling the streets and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Okay. So I was just like, fuck, we're gonna be stuck. And then like looked into it a bit more and then found out, yeah, taxis. You can just sit in the back, have your kid on your lap. Yeah, that's news to me. Yeah. I mean, I I suppose as long as you're not a junkie, like your parental instincts are gonna kick in if something happens, you're gonna squeeze your baby and not let him like you're going to hurt yourself before your baby, but I'm sure there are a lot of junkies and shit out there yeah. that would loosen up their grip real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. <laughs> Wild scenes, but um, yeah, no, we didn't, do, we didn't do a lot, man. We went to a lot of restaurants, learned how to catch the bus. So Kenny, you know, Kenny got in his first bus. He's been on a bus, train, planes, cars. My fuck has done it all. He's seen four Australian states. Shit, I'm just trying to, I don't even think, I think I've only seen four. Fuck, he's nearly beat me. (laughs) I think I've seen. Yeah, only four for me. I think I might have seen them all, including territories. Oh, you. Well, I lived in Canberra for a year. How about NT? What, what were we doing up there? Uh, when I played for Townsville, we played against Adelaide in um in the NT. Ah, okay. Yeah. So done it all. Yeah. Didn't even realize that. I think I I don't think I actually ever counted WA because I think I went there when I was like eight or ten or something, and I don't really remember it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, certainly have been to all of them as an adult now. Yeah, no, it's something I want to – I don't have a bucket list, but if I did have one, that'd be up there. Mm, I want to do like a proper holiday to Tassie because I've only ever played ball there. It'd be fun. To, mm. I think it'd be a nice place to just like – Heard it's a nice place for yeah. a holiday. It's 
quiet Chill. sort of getaway. Yeah. Um. Now, I think we got to do probably sport. It's been lit. Yes. Where Where do we start? We um. I think. I think we just got to start with the obvious, and that's Le- LeBron James. He he beat Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's record for most points scored in a regular season. Yeah. Uh, not in a regular season. Regular season points scored over a career. Yeah. Career, regular season points. That's what he did. He did it. He did he it. He did it. I remember talking about this probably like 10 or so years ago with, with some mates. Yeah. And just talking about how untouchable Kareem's record was. And yeah, LeBron might get close, but he won't get there. But he has just proved me wrong. Yeah, Proved dude. a lot of people wrong, I'm sure. It got to a point like a few years ago where I was like, oh, fuck, he's going to do it. Um, But you still kind of think like with his age, you're just like, will he though? And the fact that he hadn't really had any serious injuries yet. In yeah. my mind, it was always just a matter of time. But... I mean, he got a few little niggling ones, but pushed through, and here he is. Yeah. What's up? Uh, this one I don't think gets beaten. Oh, he's, like, knock on wood, no injuries, like, no serious ones. He's going to push this out to 40-plus. Yeah. for Easy. I mean, for tw- 20, it's, I don't know how long he's going to keep playing, but 20-plus years doing this shit is one thing. Doing it the level he's been doing it is Crazy, another. Crazy, man. Um, You know, people talked about, Devin Booker, he was the youngest person to however many points, you know. Good for him. He's not going to do this. Um, Not a chance. You you know, I think, I don't think, even with rule changes and shit, I don't think anybody scores 100 ever again either. I think Wilt keeps that. You know, we saw Kobe score 81. He was cooking. Mm. He was hogging the ball. He was not giving that bitch to anybody for a whole game. You know, they took him out in the fourth or whatever. He probably could have, you know, if he stayed hot, maybe he could have done it. You have got to be cool king, bro, to do that. Like, I just don't think, I don't think it can happen. Wilt did it without the three. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. That that record there, I can't see that one toppling. No, and this one, this LeBron one, still like Kobe being nineteen points off it. Like, yeah, you got close, but you're still so far off. Nineteen points is a pretty good game. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but nineteen points if you only are shooting threes is seven more buckets. Seven. Seven more threes. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's not inside. That's. Yeah, Wilt's um, Wilt's hundred, and now LeBron. I just can't see those two being toppled. But people would have said that about about Kareem as well. Yeah, they would have. Kareem didn't play twenty years, did he? He, I think he did. Uh, he did. He wasn't shooting threes. No, I had. I was just. I heard something say he had one three for his whole career. Yeah. In the first ten years of his career, there wasn't a three point line. And you know, you look at someone who is a bucket getter like Steph Curry. He's not. He's not gonna do it. No, nah, I'm not touching it. Even today, like 
Well, I think of Paul George as a scorer. It yeah. has been most of his career. And the stat popped up today that he'd just reached 16,000 career points. Yeah. I know he's been out with injuries heaps, but yeah, someone like that for the best part of the past like 10 years, you think of as a bona fide scorer and he's still 20 something thousand points behind LeBron. Yeah. It's crazy, man. And he's like, he's, he's not getting towards the end of his career, but he's up in his 30s now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's astounding. James Harden. Yeah. Bucket. Getter, bro. Played played at Houston essentially by himself for fucking five years, and and he's he's just not gonna do like no one. It's it's crazy. I just don't I just don't understand how you know he's averaged thirty for his career for twenty years. That's how. I'm curious as to where James Harden is at. He's at twenty seven at the moment. And I was talking about, um, like, I wasn't talking. I was thinking, like, oh, yeah, of course he got there. He's in playoffs. You know, he's in playoffs every year, blah, blah. But it's, this is regular season scoring. This is this is crazy. James Harden's got, t- like, 24,000 points right now. He's pulled George's career away from getting to where LeBron's going to be. Yeah, that's... Yeah, no, it's... Uh, like, obviously, I don't think anyone in the league right now is going to reach that. I just wonder if the person that's going to beat it is alive yet. I don't think that they can change the rules that much more to... Like add in a four-point line or something? Yeah, and at that point, I think at that point you start losing fans. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. People love long, deep shots now. Casuals. Yeah, there's so many out there. Yeah. So many Instagram casuals that don't watch games but just catch up on these highlights. Yeah. That's... But yeah, it's it's just it's amazing. It's it's great to be able to actually witness history at an age that you can appreciate it. I remember watching Bulls games with my dad when I was a kid. I'm a Bulls fan because of that. Um, but I don't, you know, I don't really remember. I feel like I remember Jordan, but it's because I've watched so many highlights since then. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't really like. I've watched LeBron. From his rookie year. We were in high school when he went to the league. Shit, yeah, you would have been like, what, year eight? I think I was, yeah, I was like late primary school at that yeah. time. Yeah. I probably didn't start watching games properly until like, maybe like 2008. Yeah. I reckon when I started watching live games. Yeah, I mean, it's hard when you're in school and that's when the games are on. Yeah, but I mean, like growing yeah. up, we, we didn't have Fox or anything. So no. When they started playing like a game or two on free to air, I can't remember what that channel was. It was like yeah. one of those Channel 10 channels. Yeah. So that's when I started watching live NBA and like actually getting into it, not just looking at box scores. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was that was pretty like, I, you know, I, I talk talk a lot of shit about LeBron, but being able to, to witness that um, was a lot of fun. You know, we saw Steph Curry break that record, but it was almost um, easy for him. Like LeBron had to play twenty years to do this yeah. <laughs> at at like such an extreme level to do this. Steph changed the game and all that, but he did this shit so quickly. He's not close to retirement. He didn't do it recently. He did a few years or a couple years ago. Yeah, like oh, last year maybe, like yeah. early last year. Yeah. Um, like this shit is. It's almost like, I mean, LeBron doesn't need to retire. He's still putting up MVP numbers, which is crazy. But, like, it's almost like a kind of a swan song thing, you know? He's 20 years in. 
you know, he's playing on a fucking bullshit team. It might be might be time to say goodbye pretty soon unless, you know, he plays for another team, which brings me to my next point. It's been trade deadline this week. Yeah. And I fucking hate ring culture, bro. I don't know who started it. I don't know if it was the media that started it. I don't know if it was Shaq talking shit to Barkley on, on TNT. But I hate ring culture. I don't like... Um, you know, I don't know who started it. I know, you know, Gary Payton and Carl Malone going to the Lakers, I thought was some fucking gay shit. The, the whole Celtics big three, I thought was gay. Bosch, Wade, Braun in Miami. Like, what are we doing? I fucking hated that. KD to the Warriors. Like, it's pussy shit. I like a Dame Lillard. I like a Giannis. I like a Bradley Beal who sticks sticks in there as I want to get it done here. Out of those three, only one of them has managed to. But I, I respect it. I respect the grind. I Like, you know, Dame said, we don't run from the grind. And I like that. I'd prefer to play for one team if I'm enjoying myself, if I'm happy in my city. You know, if I'm... You know, maybe if I was in Portland, maybe I wouldn't be. <laughs> but um, it's a loyal dude. Yeah, but like, if you, I would much prefer to stick with a team and grind it out, and you know, get my jersey retired and be a career man, than play for five, six, seven, eight different teams. You're talking about the best player of all time has signed three different free agent contracts with different teams. Yeah. I don't I'm like that. Saying. I don't like that. I don't like this KD shit changing changing teams. But then like you look back historically though and like is these free agent signings is that much different to a player like just canning it on their team and demanding a trade? Like, at least that team's going to get something in return. If you just leave in free agency, you're just fucking your team over even more. They're getting nothing back for you. Like, when Kareem, like, demanded his trade away from the Bucks or whatever, however that went down, mm. I'm sure they didn't just trade him on their own wheel. He would have said, I don't want to play here anymore. Yeah. Trade yeah. me now or I'm leaving. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm a bit torn on that one. I feel like it's almost better if a player... Dem- yeah. What am I saying here? What am I saying? You're, if they demand a trade, it's if, if better you, because you're getting your team something in return. Yeah, if you know than, you're going to leave in free agency, just yeah. let, let your team know. Let them recoup some assets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, but, yeah, that is the lesser of two evils. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're talking about Hillary, Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump here. Like, they're both cunts. Yeah. Like, I don't like free agency signing away from your team. I don't like trading out if you're truly great you shouldn't have to play for four different teams yeah i don't think so i'm a K- i was a kd guy i thought kd was the fucking guy okc killed it did that fairy floss shit to golden state left golden state went to brooklyn wanted to wanted to prove himself there couldn't Fucking shit show that was. Couldn't prove himself there. Got this big three together. Eight dicks. Yeah. 
And now... That's crazy that that big three only ever got one playoff win. Yeah. And that's now crazy. and now he's out again to Phoenix, another powerhouse team. Like, yeah, people can shit on Paul George all they want about running from the grind, but KD, bro, he's scared. Yeah. Mm. He's fucking scared, bro. He doesn't want to work for it. And the problem is he's got all the talent to, like, put a team on his back. Yeah, as a fan, I'd love if like the top thirty players in the league all just had their own team. Me too, a hundred percent. That'd be the best product because then you wouldn't have bullshit games like we're on today. I think it was Spurs and Detroit. Yeah, like, just a waste of everyone's fucking time. Yep. Bojan. Yeah, he fucked me over in my multi, bro. Every day he fucks me on yeah. a multi, and I keep putting him in there yeah. like a retard. And then, <laughs> then the I won't. He'll he's gonna like eat. I bet. Yep. 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 Happened to me today. <sighs> Um, I watched this documentary the other day. I don't want to do close reviews about it. I'll just touch on it quickly. It's on Netflix. It's new. Bill Russell legend. 11 rings with the Boston Celtics. Mm -hmm. Three while he was a player coach. That is insane. And as much as people want to say, like, oh, he's playing against plumbers and, you know, bartenders or whatever, like, he didn't choose who he played against. And 11 championships is 11 championships. He was still playing against Will Chamberlain. Right? Yeah. So, so are we counting rings now? Like, as in, like, GOAT debate? Are we putting him up there or not? Or are we just saying he was really successful as a player? He... <laughs> and, I, and player coach. I personally can't put him in the GOAT debate because... I've never watched like him play a game. I've yeah. never, and even if I did, I wouldn't be able to go back and watch him play two hundred games. Yeah, I've watched. I've watched Jordan. I've watched Kobe. I've watched Bron. Um, I've watched Shaq. So Bill Russell. This, I mean, this documentary really. I already respected him, but like getting a little bit more history on everything, like really sunk in with me. And I was like, this is my fucking guy. I was like ready to get a Bill Russell tattoo for a minute. Yeah, right. He's yeah. a fucking man. My name's Sussett. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, it's hard to, it's hard to put, play, like I can't even do really Magic and Bird, you know? Like I didn't see them. Yeah, no, I'm, I feel the same. It's yeah. just, you can't really assess players from a different era. Yeah. It's, too, too hard. It's so much easier with music, you know, because like you can listen to anybody's discography in like a day. Yeah, yeah. But Basketball. If you, if you <laughs> looking for that, you just find highlights, and no one ever misses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really, it's really hard. Like you get it, you get it when people say magic. Like you can see it in the highlights, and like you know, winning a championship, playing center in your rookie year. It's 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 crazy that what he did, but I didn't see any of that shit. Yeah. Um, even yeah, even like Kareem is like pretty much an undisputed goat. But like, how am I supposed to put him in there when I have never seen a skyhook? Yeah, exactly. I'm yeah, same boat with all of this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it felt like in that era, nobody ran from the grind. It, it felt like everybody played for like who they got drafted to, and just was like, 
this is what we're going to do. You know, this is where my family lives now. This is where we're going to live. And this is who I'm going to play for until I retire. Which, I don't know, I like it. So I feel like Will had the mentality of today's sort of players. Yeah, he, he did. Around he was, he, kind of like, he only played for two teams. I think it was three. No, so when he played for Philly... Oh, did they move? Yeah, Philly was the Warriors, moved to um, San Francisco. Okay. And then he traded to LA. Oh, so, okay. So, yeah, two and a half. There you go. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, but he had the mentality of like, I'm I'm trying to get paid, right? Yeah. So, he got a $100,000 contract, which was the biggest at the time, equivalent to like a million dollars today. Bill Russell went into the um, the office and said, "I know, I know exactly how much I want to get paid." They're like, "How much?" And he was like, "One hundred thousand and one dollar." <laughs> <So petty. laughs> yeah, so fucking petty. Yeah, yeah. This fucking is a great documentary. It made me cry. He's a huge activist for um, you know black people, um, and um, like that was that was his calling really, and he didn't. He didn't – he got to a point where he was still – you know, he won a championship his last year. Um, but he felt that he wasn't taking it serious anymore because there was just other shit. It's just a game to him yeah. at that point. It's more yeah. important things in life. Yeah. And then he said something like that. He said, like, um, it is just a game. It is just a game or something. But, like, the game, the game is what you do. But when you start mocking the silly parts of the game, that's when you know it's like you're not, uh, you, your heart's not in it or whatever. Because he said that in a timeout, I think it was in like, it was a game they lost. It was a game they lost in the final series. He said something like, um, like they were down by one point maybe. He was like, let's go, let's go. We've got to go out there and kill them. And he started laughing. And he's like, we're... And the guys are like looking at him, like, why is he laughing? And he's like, we are out here almost naked playing a game. And I'm talking about killing people. And he said no one even responded to him. And then someone, someone went out there and scored and they lost. And he was like, I'm going to retire after this season. And he didn't tell anyone that, but he told himself that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Because he was just like, yeah, this isn't, it's not that serious. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, watch it. Oh, I'm sure once you got 11 rings, when you got too many rings for your fingers, yeah, it's, sure it's a bit easier to make that Yeah, decision. pretty easy to, to make that call. But, um, yeah, well, um, well, well I'm going to repeat all of this when I do Claire's reviews on the next episode. But, <laughs> um, so, yeah, LeBron made history, unbelievable, trades. I do not know where to start. Oh, neither, man. Um, Hachimura. Yeah, that was pretty early on. He's at the Lakers now. Kendrick Nunn is at Washington. Yep. Who else went? Someone else went in that. Or was it Picks? Second second oh, rounders. Fuck. Someone, I think someone else went and maybe Picks? I don't know. If we stay on the Lakers, you guys also got D'Angelo Russell back. Yes, deloading back. No Westbrook. He's gone to the Jazz. 
Thomas Bryant. He's gone to the Nuggets. To the Nugs. Yeah, I didn't like that one because he's been playing pretty well for us. Yeah, when, he when was. A, when AD's been out. Yeah, I was very impressed with his game because he was at Washington. I don't, I don't know when the last time was that I saw a Washington game, but I didn't know that he could ball the way he was balling with LA these last couple months or weeks. Yeah. Um, and then AD came back, his minutes dropped straight away, and he was like, trade me. I respect that. Yeah. For yeah, a role player that's not, you know, not your fucking LeBron's, KD's, Kyrie's, James Harden's. Mm. I respect it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Any other, did you get any other additions? You lost Pat Bev. You gotta be happy with that. <laughs> did you see, um, Straight after the Lakers got D'Angelo Russell, he tweeted something about like reuniting with with his brother or some shit. Yeah, <laughs> traded like fucking four hours later, man. It's crazy. Yeah. Um. Initially, I didn't like it when Pat Bev came to LA. I've, n- I've never really liked him as a player. Yeah. But I think he's one of those guys you like him if he's on your team. Yeah. He wasn't like the. I don't think he was the best basketball fit, but he brought it every night, like intensity wise. Um. He's just such an offensive liability. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and then you'd be talking shit about him. Then he'll go hit a three or something. He's one, one of those players, but not not reliable no. to, to hit a big shot with the game on the line. So no. yeah, it wasn't the best basketball fit. Not overly sad to see him go. Mm-hmm. Don't know about this Mo Bamba edition. That's right. There is another one. There is another one because there was another big. You guys got uh, Jared Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. That's a good. Yeah, I like that's that. That's a good one. I like that. Yeah, I'm not sure about the Mo Bamba. I'm not. I'm not sure about Mo Bamba in general in the league. I think when he's had minutes, he's and I don't watch Magic games, but yeah. he, he can do some shit in a box score. Right, like he'll get you some blocks, pull down some boards. Um, but oh, I just don't think he's going to have a huge role with the Lakers anyway. I think yeah. Magic just had they got so many big men. Yeah. So, well, now the Lakers do. We got AD Vanderbilt Vanderbilt Bamba. I think. Vanderbilt could probably switch between like the three and the four, mm. All right, especially on defense. Yep. Um, yeah, AD, Bamba, Vanderbilt. I should know more. Between AD team. and Bamba, though, you're going to probably need another big. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Dude, AD, just every time he hits the floor, which is so many times a game, you just, you're just thinking the season's over. Yeah, man. He's... Um, because, yeah, if he goes down, that, that's Lakers season over. Him or LeBron. It's really hard to, um, like, I, I I do hate hating on players, man. But he's really hard to root for. He is. I don't know. Like, when someone gets injured or, like, and not even properly injured, a lot of niggly injuries, you almost feel like, is he injured? Mm. You know? Or is he just not, is he just soft? Does he just not feel like playing? Because when he fucking is ready, like when he's switched on, he's the best player in the league. Yeah, or like, near uh, near yeah. enough. Earlier this season, he was looking like like an MVP front runner for yeah. at least a week there. Yeah. Um, but then then he's out for three weeks. Yeah. With a sore thumb or something. You know, it's like... Yeah. It's, it's, it's really frustrating. And I don't know. I think the... Um, the I know better than the coaches thing is frustrating. And I was, I was, I was, I was a bit like this as a, as a player as well. 
I didn't want to, I didn't want to play the five. I wasn't seven feet tall, though. I'm six seven, and like I couldn't move guys in the post. Like I went to the gym every day, every day, and I just ne- never got to this point where I could fucking body these footers that I was up against. And they're like, "Yeah, get in the post, practice your post moves." And it's like my advantage is my speed on these guys. So yeah. I'm going to play outside and go buy them, right? So that was my argument. Maybe I, you know, maybe you just don't argue with your coaches. Your coaches, your fucking coach. And that's how I feel with AD. Is like He's like, I don't want to be a center. I'm not a center. It's like, nigga, you are seven feet tall. Who the fuck else is the center? Question with AD, is he actually that tall or do they just list him as being taller? If he's not seven foot, he's 6'11". Yeah, okay. I feel like I've seen, like, just footage of him and Bron just talking. He doesn't look that much taller. Nah, he's taller than Bron, bro. No, he's taller, but uh, it just didn't look like a four-inch difference. Bro, I think Kevin Durant's seven foot. He looks like he's seven foot. I think they're underlisting him. They've, they've got him at, like, 6'10". I don't think... Yeah, okay. I don't buy that. I reckon KD's taller than um, Davis. You reckon? Yeah. Maybe. Um. Yeah. Anyway, so that's that's pretty much the Lakers there. Um, Westbrook to the Jazz. Yeah, yeah. So they lost Conley. Conley went to Minnesota. Minnesota. Um, pushed, pushed, D'Lo and Vanderbilt to LA. Um, I'm sure some picks. Went somewhere in that as well. Yeah, I think the Lakers had to unload a first-round pick. What? I'm pretty sure they got rid of one of them. Even with Russ's salary? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Utah got first-round pick, 27. Shit. Oh, lightly protected, I think it said. I don't even know what that means. Yeah. don't know either. Yeah. Lightly protected pick. Um... I don't, no, I don't, I don't actually hate Russ at the Jazz. Do you reckon he'll play there? Oh, what's the? Yeah, there's, there's a little bit of talk of a buyout for him, so he might end up playing for the Clippers. Because oh. they don't, they don't have a point guard. They just got rid of Reggie Jackson. They got Terrence Mann starting a point guard. Oh right, okay, okay. So would he? So in that situation, he would know more than us, obviously. Like if Russell we're yeah, so if we're saying he might, there might be a buyer. Like, would he still be in a like? He wouldn't have his shit on a truck to Utah. No, yet. I don't think he's looking at real estate in Utah. Based on what I've read, it, it's sounding like he, I don't know if he's definitely going to the Clippers, but it sounds like he's going to be a buyout candidate. Right. Okay. So could end up anywhere this season. I did. See, someone sent me through a screenshot of him in a Bulls jersey. Yeah. Right. I don't want to see that. Who's your point guard? Desunmu. Desunmu. Um, Lonzo's not playing this season. Lonzo will never play again, probably. <laughs> uh, Desunmu and um, Caruso, the god. AC. AC Dude, he's like, I think he's like leading our team in assists at the moment. That's not good for your playoff hopes. 
Bro, playoff hopes. Sorry, <laughs> playing maybe. Bro, we're trash. Are we in the Wemby sweepstakes? No, we're not in that. We're not in that. We're looking Spurs, Houston, Detroit, Detroit. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know well, what their pick situation is. Any of them. So yeah, okay. Yeah, probably Charlotte by the end of it if they've still got a first round pick. Yeah. Um. Trying to think of some more moves that happen. Apart from KD? Yeah. yeah. Well, Kyrie. Oh, yeah. That's... Kyrie was the first one. So, Kyrie demanded a trade five days before the deadline. Um, And they shifted him probably within 24 hours, maybe 48, to Dallas. Dean Weedy's back in Brooklyn. Dorian Finney-Smith's back in Brooklyn. They fucking balled out their first game back, which was fun. Against us, goddammit. Fingered yeah, the ball. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. So, and then Kyrie. I don't, he didn't kill, but I mean, he had like twenty six and eight first game. Dude, he looked good out there as well. Looked yeah. Like real fucking unselfish, moving the ball. Like there was so many times throughout the game he had the ball less than a second. Like just hockey assists. Yeah. Right. Because I was um, I had him because Cam Thomas started eating as soon as he left. I was like, oh, Kyrie for forty. Like he's gonna say, "Look what you're missing out on." Yeah, type of shit. But he didn't. No, he's just getting wins instead. Yeah, Cam Thomas getting his forty balls, but they're coming in losses. I'm wondering what's gonna happen when Luka. Kyrie and Luca play mm, together. That's what I really want to see. They are both very, very ball dominant. Yeah, but yeah, as we've seen in the past, Kyrie can play with someone that's pretty ball dominant. Who? LeBron. Yeah, yeah. Not as ball dominant as Luca. LeBron's not a dribble, 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 three seconds left guy. He's not, but he always wants to be initiating everything. Yeah. Yeah. He also played with James Harden and nothing happened. Yeah. I'm I'm keen to see Luca and Kyrie, though. I, th- I feel like they can make it work. Because Luca's the whole time he's been in the league, I mean, it's only been, what, four or five years, but yeah. he's never had... He's never had an all-star teammate, has he? We're not no. We're not calling Pazingas... An all star, no, no. the 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 problem with Kyrie is it's been five years since he's played an uninterrupted season. Mm. So you could be adding a cancer to the locker room, or not even a cancer, but just a distraction. Who knows what his next big bullshit is? Um, and Luca is. Um, what Slovenian? He's like I feel like he's a no shit type. Like he will just in the locker room tell this cunt like, "What the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? We come here, we play basketball. This is what our job is. We, you out here, you talk, you talk to the media about this. What the fuck is wrong with you? The, that start that type of shit while while he's yeah. between puffs of his cigarette, you know. Um, and yeah, I just wonder. I I wonder. What happens there? I do. Won't know until we see them both on the court. So yeah. hopefully that happens at some point this week. Uh, I like you know I I like it. I I hope to see. I like the gamble. I like just the West. The West looked like absolute dog dicks, and now it just looks so stacked, so loaded. You got Kyrie and KD have both left Brooklyn <laughs> to different teams on the West. Made two contenders out of the West. And Brooklyn's now out of the race. 
Just on that though, I actually don't mind the Brooklyn roster apart from not having like a bona fide star. Uh that wasn't that was not a bad trade for them. No, neither of them were. Like I know you're never going to match KD, but I feel like the haul they got back was pretty decent. Cam Thomas and um Mikel Bridges. No, Cam Thomas was already there. Sorry, uh um, sorry Cam Johnson. Cam Johnson, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Cam Johnson, Cal Bridges, and then a few, I think a couple of firsts. Yeah. And then, yeah, Dinwiddie and Dorian Finney-Smith, who seem to play better without Luca. Um, and, like, who do you have there already? So, you had Cam Thomas. Nick Claxton. Claxton. Um, still got Joe Harris. Curry. Oh, TJ Warren's gone. He went he with went, KD. Yeah, back in Phoenix. Yeah. Um... Who else is on that roster? Joe Harris, who is shit now. Bro, what's happened to this? Um, there was like I can't I can't see I can't remember like how far long ago it was, but there was this stretch where there was like in the league a bunch of these three point specialist role players. Joe Ingles yeah. can't seem to hit a three anymore. Joe Harris can't seem to hit a three anymore. Um PJ Tucker can't seem to hit a three anymore. Takes like two shots a game. Yeah, but there's there's a longer li- like Duncan Robinson. Oh yeah, he's lost it. He got space jammed. Yeah, um, he's not even one of the ones I'm thinking of. Like, um, George Hill. Um, Patty Mills. Yeah. Just these guys that all, like, their thing was, like, I'm going to sit in the corner and I'm going to, when it's my time, I'm just going to make sure I knock this bitch down. And none of them are reliable anymore. None of mm-hmm. them. is fucking crazy. I don't know what happened. Yeah, got no answers for you, man. It's like you, you have to, for some reason, the, the, the catch and shoot isn't like a part of the game anymore. You have to like ISO ball and step back to be able to be a good shooter for some reason. Clay's still got it. Has he? See his game the other day? No. Fuck. Dude, I've 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 kiboshed him. I, I will not bet on his three point line anymore. Shit, I think he had like over ten threes. Wow, oh, I did see that. I did see like that. Forty two or something. I did see that. I bet the next game he went like zero for two. Yeah. <laughs> He's all over the place. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Like those those three point specialists, man. It's almost like, do you sign them? Danny Green is one. Yeah, he's um, he's ramping up to start playing again. I think. Where's he? Did he just get moved? Again? Yeah. I don't know. I thought he was in Memphis still. He is. It, yep, you're right. So yeah, he was part of that um Melton trade. Yep. In the off season. Um, Memphis has fallen off a big fat cliff. No, nah, they're good in the West, bro. What are you talking about? <laughs> Dude, they, their record, what is their record? Uh, what, where, where are they in the West Sub-gaze. right now? Every time I look at their scores, they're getting beat. Um, so. Oh, fuck. Second. Oh, they're second? 34 and 21. I I was looking towards like the bottom thinking that'd be there because I, I thought they'd been playing pretty average too. But I yeah. thought every time I look, they've got a loss happening. Oh, well. Maybe maybe I'm not looking that oh, often. Three, three losses clear of Sacramento. I 
think they've fallen off a bit of a cliff recently. Got a few losses they shouldn't have. Um, yeah, so KD. Yeah. Traded to Phoenix. They have got Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton. Um, Can you keep going? That is the question because I can't. Bismack Beyond. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> Jay Crowder's moved. He's, yeah. Milwaukee? Did they get him? Yeah, he's, I'm pretty sure he's in Milwaukee now. Um, Who else plays for the Suns? Cam Johnson... No, not Cam. Yeah, Cam. No. Landry Shamit. Landry Shamit. <laughs> Tory Craig. Tory Craig. That's right. Um, Over six boards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, oh. <laughs> oh, shit. The arm just snapped off the chair. Fuck. What just happened? Is that what happened? I think... I think something happened to the the integrity of the chair. Okay, all right. It's all still in one piece. Just yeah, this might be the last the last time we see it. Last pod. Oh, jeez. I thought I was going back. I thought, oh yeah, that's it. You can't. Um, Holy shit! All right, I'm looking at their roster now. So. They've just picked up Darius Baisley in a trade. That was the one that went down with OKC. I didn't even know he was still playing for OKC, bro. Um, you already said Aiton, Biombo, Booker, Tory Craig. Still got Jock Landale, Damian Lee, Saban Lee, Josh Okoge, Chris Paul, Cameron Payne, Landry Shamet, Ish Wainwright, and TJ Warren. Not deep. Nah. No, nah, but I mean, when you got starters like that, you'd hope that. Yeah, just play seven that's enough to get you over the line. Who do you think has the deepest? Is it is it Boston right now? Did Bo- Boston didn't make any moves, did they? No. Neither did the Bulls because apparently we're fine the way we are. Yeah, the Bulls are fine out east. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> Made no moves, lost to an undermanned Brooklyn Nets team. <laughs> yeah, that's rough. Dude, it's over. Deepest team. Yeah, probably probably Boston. Boston, would we call Denver deep? Um, all right, so who'd, who'd they pick up? They got Thomas Bryant, as we were talking about earlier. Yep. And they got one more, I think. There was another one. Because they got rid of Bones. Where'd he go? Um... I don't remember. Um, yeah, I'm looking at their roster now. No one's jumping at me as like a new addition apart from Thomas Bryant. Um, we also had Josh Hart has gone to the, uh, the Knicks. Yeah. Yep. Uh, oh, and Cam Reddish has gone to Portland. Portland, yeah. Yep. Fuck, lots of moves, lots of moves. I I like that for Cam Reddish because I think he's got something to do in this league and he's he hasn't been given the opportunity. Yeah, he's like so highly touted coming into the league and then 
Hasn't really done. Yeah, maybe doesn't have it, but I, I feel like he does, man. I, I feel like there's got to be something there for him. So after all these trades, who who are you thinking is going to take it all? Is it Phoenix now? No, no, I'm still on Boston. Okay. Yeah. I think I think Phoenix is likely to come out of the West. I think it's hard to I, I think it's hard to like based off trades say like I like what Denver's doing. I love what Denver's doing. I love Jokic. But push come to shove, we've never seen them actually get out. Yeah, that's fair. Everything's gonna happen for a first time though. Yeah. Um, but they haven't made any they haven't made any major changes for that to no, no major changes, but they did have to deal with injuries last year. Like they didn't have Jamal Murray or Murray Porter, or Porter Junior. Yeah, and now Aaron Gordon's like stepped his game up. Yeah, he was looking fluffy like for a minute, borderline all star level. For yeah, part of the season anyway. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, I, I like the Nuggets for continuity purposes because they haven't made any major changes. Um, like just their whole chemistry and everything. Yeah, but. Just like teams on paper, I think you can't discount you can't discount the Clippers or like now um, Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. What about you? What are you thinking? I can't remember who I picked at our start of season preview, mm. but I'm riding with the Bucks. I'm pretty sure I would have picked them. Yeah, I think I might have had the Bucks. I think I had Bucks versus Memphis. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but now. Now I don't have I don't have Memphis coming out. Hey, they're second. I, I'm yeah, surprised. I thought for some reason I thought that they were eating dicks at the moment, but uh, maybe they maybe they were more games ahead and they've dropped a few. I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm thinking I'm thinking maybe Denver now and and Boston. So my picks have changed. Well, they're still the same in the spreadsheet, but. Um, Looking at the way things are going at the moment, bro, I love the way Boston are looking. So you said they won today? Yeah, they, they did. Are, they are looking good and, that yeah, continuity of the roster. They did win today. They beat Charlotte. So it wasn't a big win. Not a surprise. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tatum at 41 or something again. Yeah. No JB though, you said. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he didn't play today. I reckon the game before this saw a clip of um, Tatum elbowing him in the face. Oof, nothing worse. Yeah, from your own teammate, that's rough. But. Yeah. Um, is that all? Is that all the trades that oh, I can think of? You know, probably all we can think of. There were so many. When I think Jakob Pertl may have, may have gone to um, yeah, he's gone back to the Raptors or oh, Raptors. Raptors. So I think he got drafted there originally. Yeah, traded to the Spurs. Now he's going back. Who who third before? Do you know? Ken Birch. Not too familiar with his game. But no, neither. Yeah, Ken Birch. There you go. <laughs> San Antonio, all in on the Wemby sweepstakes. Yeah, yeah. Crazy man. Um, I I feel like we've got to be way over an hour here. Oh yeah, I think um hour and a half sort of territory. Yeah, one twenty seven. Yeah, we'd be we'd be reaching we'd be reaching two two and a half hours if I went for close reviews today. So that's not happening. Might have to do a bonus episode this week. I probably owe you guys that uh, after not recording for two weeks. 
it's hard being on the road with your partner and kid and, um, you know, having full-blown panic attacks. So <laughs> um, that's, yeah, that's me. Uh, I'll try and get a bonus a bonus Clay's Review special out this week. Um, but that's that's it. That's that's me. I've I've done my fringe Perth, despite selling forty five out of two hundred tickets. Um, yeah, you know, financially not a good time, but the experience. I think uh, looking at having that major dichotomy between one of the worst gigs of my life and one of the best back-to-back was a huge learning experience um and being able to bounce back as well i think shows character you know you know you talk about it in sports all the time when people have a pretty bad loss and then come out and have like their best game of the season or whatever like the resilience or whatever you love it in sport so fucking go ahead and love it in comedy you dogs um (laughs) we we're gonna be at fringe adelaide fringe starting on the 3rd of march uh late shows all like 10 20 10 30 uh get on the fringe ticks website uh clay mcmath ain't it funny group group of six is like uh you know all discounts all that all that good shit um tell a friend tell a friend about the welcome to the potty podcast buy some merch uh welcome to potty.com buy some coffee buy my coffee.com uh Love you guys. Don't forget to love yourselves. And as always, bang bang. <laughs>